Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. And we're here, and it's episode 15. And it is. I am stalling for time because I needed to open up the clock app on my phone. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. How yeah. are we feeling? How are we feeling about this episode? I have a couple of feelings, and they mm. might even be concepts. Um, I am not sure if they're necessarily challenges, though. Mm. I have a challenge that I want to do for sure. Okay. Um, but also... I had an idea thought brain okay. blast earlier after having no thoughts. And then like 10 minutes ago, I had a pretty good thought. I'm, I'm excited to hear all of the thoughts we have going into this episode about hacking. Yes. Um, so let's talk about optional challenges. You said you did not have one in mind. Not really, because like, it's it's not... Uh, the concept is not a franchise spinoff or revival or reboot. It's just spiritual successor inspired by a couple of games. Okay. See, I was like going to do the opposite of the remove from IP. I wanted it to be directly tied into an IP. Okay. Whether that be game or movie or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we prepared? I am prepared. Let's do it. And the time begins now. I don't have the soundboard up. <laughs> <clears throat> um So I've been thinking about hacking in like a different sense than like kind of what we've done before cuz like the last time we got hacking as a as a genre topic, it was the level-based asymmetrical multiplayer, which we more or less turned into an asymmetrical MOBA. Yeah. And this time, I was mostly thinking about it from, like, the sense of, like, how Digimon CyberSleuth is about hacking and, like, cybersecurity, but also, like, Digimon are there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was thinking about, like, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, but also, like, the Shin Megami Tensei, like, spinoff games that are about, like, monster raising, but, like, mm -hmm. having, or er, devil raising specifically, but um, kind of with, like, a digital monster twist to it. Mm -hmm. That's mostly where my brain is at, is, like, digital friends and monsters and like only like really being like nominally about hacking <laughs> mm -hmm. i am more interested in your idea but let me go ahead and say what mine was for the folks okay all right uh i had a brain thought of you know the games like her story or what have you by that one person who you know people have general thoughts about th the work that that person puts out um but like that kind of game of it's like an fmv type thing 
Okay. Um, and a lot of going through and clicking on links and trying to do stuff. And I was like, I want to do something with an IP. We haven't really done an IP-based thing in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, just just adventure or just dance experience is not really much of an IP, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I um, agree with that. So I was like, alright, what are things that have hacking in them? And then I thought about splicing in Star Wars. Mm. So, like a Star Wars FMV game that you find all the FMVs by hacking. Hmm. Yeah, that definitely is, like, a really underexplored aspect of Star Wars. Like, because most of the time, you're you're very, like, you know, heroic Jedi or, like, you know, more, like, bounty hunter or, like, scoundrel type characters. But, like, it, clearly slicers are around because, like, they're, you know, they needed a slicer in Episode Eight, And also, it's, like, one of the archetypes you can play in the um, Fantasy Flight role-playing game for, like, tabletop Star Wars. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of, like, espionage or anything in in the Star War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, underexplored. Um, we'll have to think about that another time, I think. Yeah. No, I think, I think if we roll stealth, that could be a really fun, like, we'll, we'll yeah. revisit this. Um, I mean, okay, but, like, so, like, what franchise does not currently have, like, a monster-raising game that, Or like, had sh- one that was forever ago. Yeah, that, like, there could be, like, a digital twist of, like, hacking with monsters. What's the age range we're looking for? Um... I don't think I really had one. I know, like, SMT games skew mature. Yeah, they're like um, teen plus. Yeah, yeah. But on the other um, hand, Digimon is usually eat its very. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Cyber Sleuth got a T rating because, like, the girls and it's anime and anime girls are like that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the thing that has like that kind of sci-fi level to it? Oh, oh, oh! I have it. Oh, Monster Rancher. I was thinking Monster Rancher earlier, but I was like, I don't want to. You then you were saying things that didn't have already like a monster type, monster raising game in them. Okay, but like, I was like so, what's... so like Monster Rancher is a franchise that I feel like could make a comeback. Especially with, like, so, so for f- people who are not familiar with Monster Rancher, like, the game, and I guess it, it kind of ties in with the show as well, but, like, one of the core aspects of the game is, it's, you know, it was a PS1 game that you could pop the, like, game, like, CD out of your PS1 and put, like, other media discs in, and it would scan those and give you a monster based off of it. Like, mm-hmm. what, I, I, I don't know if it was, like, you're reading, like, what kind of file type, or if it was just, like, randomly assigning something, you know, it, it was, like, a, a cool way to, like, you know, scan your CDs, and it had, like, a real-life, you know, like, application in the game. So, in, in, in our modern day and age, it's, like, you could do that with QR codes, or, like, barcodes, or, like, you know, things like that, where 
you could you know scan and wait like have hold that. on wait a minute you say barcodes are we are we remaking the barcode scanner barcode battlers or whatever the hell those were called i never got to play those so I have, I. I have no frame of like frame of reference for it but like i don't know it's it's i don't know how you'd be able to do like month like the ps1's idea of like monster rancher with like the discs um i think i think some of their later games just kind of like all together like abandon it because there was one for the gba and i'm like the gba really doesn't like it had the e-reader but like i don't think monster rancher really supported the e-reader and also i feel like the e-reader was not as big as nintendo like really wanted it to be Mm-hmm. Um, Monster Rancher 3, Monster Rancher 4, and Monster Rancher Evo can also use DVDs. Oh, that's cool. Just a new age Monster Rancher game that can read Blu rays. <laughs> you could fit so many monsters on a Blu ray. You really could fit uh, a whole encyclopedia's worth of, of mon- like Monster Rancher. But so like maybe maybe it could be like a, a thing where it's like like you've got like Monster Rancher happening, but it's also like what if okay what if we take a a, a thing from the one Digimon game that I have played a decent I say decent it's not a whole lot amount of uh-huh. uh it was for the DS <clears throat> and I don't know if they kept this for Cyber Sleuth or whatever. But when you go to make a Digimon, like with data, it goes up, like you gain more data with which you can make a Digimon by defeating those Digimon in the wild. Correct. Correct. They they do that in Cybersleuth. Okay. Then maybe not Mm -hmm. do that then. Well, no, I I like that system because um, in Cybersleuth, so you you collect like a, a portion of data for the monster and... What you can do is you can actually hold off on creating that monster, and it goes past 100%. Oh, okay, hold on. I do need to tell you how it works in the DS game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry to just interrupt what you're talking about. That's fine. To the subject. Go ahead. Um, in the DS game, there are two primary methods for creating monsters. Mm-hmm. Drawing pictures in the magic field using the touchscreen and reciting an incantation using the microphone. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in, in the way that they've spun it for Cyber Sleuth is essentially like as you encounter a monster multiple times, it like fills up this like circular like gauge for e- and it's like so it's specific for each Digimon. So it'd be like you know you have to encounter like four Agumons to be able to create an Agumon, but in uh, in this hypothetical sense, since it takes four to create an Agumon, if you hold off and wait until you've seen eight of them, it'll actually fill up to 200%, and your Agumon starts with higher, like, starting stats. Mm-hmm. The, um, one of the gimmicks in Cybersleuth is, I, I don't want to get too, too far off on this tangent, but you have, like, a, essentially a score for how high your stats can cap. And that stat goes up the more you like evolve and devolve your your specific Digimon. So like if you go all the way up to Mega and but then 
from Mega go all the way back to in training one, you will raise this like aptitude stat more or less. And it allows your uh, stats to increase higher and higher through like, you know, your levels and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm thinking it's, 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 it's a kind of game where you're like, you know, you're raising, you know, like digital creatures and i'm still trying to just like think about the how how you get them if we can't do the cd thing Um, yeah i think i I think i have a solution that still fits with our general hacking vibe of being in cyberspace or what have you Mm -hmm. um so you know how in digimon the movie when caramon eats the data it's like a little spaghetti string yes what if you can collect spaghetti strings of data and there are different data types on their flavors yeah and you just mix the different like amounts of data types like you're making a potion but the potion is a data monster yeah yeah so it's like uh you know you're collecting you know you're in a certain area and you're getting a lot of like mp4 type you know data strings Mm -hmm. and like that will get you you know a video type monster and video type monsters are like you know more more traditionally thought of like you know like your wizards or something like that something with like good special attack and decentish speed but like not geared for melee at all mm-hmm. no i i like i like that and then like of course there'd be like some cute like sequence of like you feeding your now okay so here's something to think about too is this more of like um digimon adventure where you're kind of mostly focused on like raising one critter or do you think it would be a little bit more like Cyber Sleuth and like other like games where you are more focused on like filling out a party situation? That's like a thing that is hard is like mm-hmm. because you want to give someone the variety of being able to pick whichever one they want, which was better for a team. Yeah. But also like there's like a, a certain thing about having just the one it's because like the way television shows do it mm-hmm. no definitely like, it's it's a little bit more ways, personal and in some ways like you can even compare that to something like the pokemon anime where it's like yeah ash has a team all the time or whatever mm-hmm. but like most of the time it's pretty much just pikachu mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> i guess it's kind of the opposite of how like persona handles like it's monster raising where like all of this the the non-main characters all of your like companion characters have one persona that they are linked to and they have you know like a very rigid archetype that they you know fulfill and they you know have like one spell type that they're like you know they excel in and it's kind of your job as the main character to swap between a lot of different personas and kind of like fill in the gap that your companions like lack yeah so maybe we do something that's sort of like between there and um in dragon quest the sentinel of the starry sky which Mm -hmm. is the only dragon quest i've played any of cassidy coming from the future to say that i'm wrong i did beat the entire first dragon quest game i just forgot at the time okay don't at me Mm-hmm. Um, your character stars and they are a specific class but then you can go recruit and basically build your own NPCs that will fill anything 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, aka whatever Saga Densetsu number that was for the Game Boy, also does uh, something very similar where, like, um, I think you you start with a, a specific character, but then you go to the Adventurer's Guild, and you can just, like, hire uh, however many, like, mercenaries you want to fill in your other three slots and they can be like people they can be mutants they could be monsters like it's very like loose with like who your the rest of your team is mm-hmm. okay so let me convert this into storyline yes i have an, i have a thought um the main character whoever they are for whatever reason the mm-hmm. the main partner monster shows up and is like hey for whatever reason and then it incites you know the inciting incident of the story that requires them to work together to do whatever Mm -hmm. um then the main character's friends show up those are specific named characters um and they want to help but you have to be the one that gives them monsters Mm, yeah yeah so it's a it's a you know like a party of three and like you will always have like one monster that has like a Kind of a predefined, like, branching evolution, but... Like, you could probably, like, choose which path you're going down that, but it is always mm-hmm. the same starting point. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you will always, like, have, like, you know, one critter, and then from there it's like, okay, you can choose two, choose two, choose two, down, like, a couple of, like, you know, stages. Yeah, I don't know anything about Monster Rancher, so I couldn't tell you after that part. Yeah, no, I... I literally only know the show and the fact that I had a friend who had the Game Boy Game, game Boy Advance game and I really wanted it too, but like, I never got to play it. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, let's, uh, so what are some inciting incidents while I send someone a message real quick to see if I can get a quick response? Um, so it could be something like, um, uh, I guess I guess something to think about too is like what what age range are we thinking for these characters? Um, I want to say like mid teens. I want to say this is like a ragtag group of fifteen to sixteen year olds. And I I like that too because like fifteen to sixteen year olds have like lived a little bit, but they're still kids, you know. Yeah, ultimately. it's like a little bit older than your regular coming of age story, mm-hmm. but also like not an adult. I also like that too, because like 15 to 16 means that you can, gosh, I guess this is a little bit dark, but like 15 to 16 means that you can experience like some hardships. And I feel like, um, having a best friend monster, uh, maybe I think it, it would always mean a lot to a teenager or a kid to have like a best friend monster, but, like, I think especially, like, for a 15 or 16-year-old, like, I think that's, like, the perfect age for them to, like, get a best friend like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, a thing I do want to do um, is play with the idea from Digimon the movie of when Ty goes into the internet, mm. which is also similar to, like, when in Persona they go into the television. Yeah. Um, but, like, both of those things, uh, from what I played of Persona 4, I didn't, I got to, like, the the part where you have to fight Teddy, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, and then I just sort of got stuck. 
Um, anyways, the thing that, from what I've played, either that and, like, Digimon the movie and and also Mega Man Battle Network, mm-hmm. that they don't let you do or it wouldn't work in the fiction is going into a computer at one location and coming out of a different computer. Oh, that's, that is very much something that they do a lot in Cyber Sleuth. Okay, cool. Yeah, Cyber Sleuth has a lot of... So, uh, like, light spoilers for Cyber Sleuth, even though it's, like, something that happens in the first, like, ten minutes. But, like, in the first Cyber Sleuth, you're playing a character that technically does not have a physical body. Your body is in a coma, and you kind of live as this, like, quasi-data-like entity that can interact with, like, the real world. But, like... You can also find like jump points into the like into digital space, and then from there, because there's like the 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 gimmick of the of cybersleuth is there's like a a virtual reality like world called Eden that everyone's like obsessed with, and mm-hmm. as you as you play the game, you realize that Eden also has like Digimon that live in the servers. So, like, as you kind of, like, explore this uh, virtual world, you come across, like, more and more and more Digimon, and then you realize that, like, you know, it's very close to, like, the digital world, like, from the Digimon shows and stuff like that. And then then there's, like, other, like, spoilers stuff. I, I won't say exactly how, like, Eden and the digital world are related, but, like it's it it, so like you'll have like segments where you like you'll like jump into like a a phone booth right in like one spot and then you'll like go through like a digital highway and then like jump out in a hospital and like stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah that's like that's the thing i think about all the time when i think of stuff like mega man battle network Mm -hmm. and like what i would want to do if i ran like a, a digimon tabletop game i would want to do something like that so yeah to know that i really should just play the digimon game that i keep saying that i really should play <laughs> and the one that i keep recommending to you because like it's it's such a solid rpg <laughs> i hear it's good and everything i hear about it is like yes i should play that and i do actually really want to play it i just have not played it i do not own it currently Cassie, and, like, you know, the I was... Switch version came out and it was great. And I'm like, man, I should play that Switch version, huh? And I was like, oh, actually, that game's on sale right now. Maybe I should. And here I am, not playing it still. Okay, I, there's one more thing I want to say about it, and then we'll get back on track. Um, so you know how I was saying uh, when I beat the first CyberSuth game for the PS4, I had over 450 hours clocked. Uh-huh. Um, Guess how many hours I have clocked for the Switch version, and I haven't even beaten it yet. Uh, I'm going to say, like, 350. I have 860 hours. Jeez. I am willing to say 800 of that is not me, is me not even playing the game, though. It is, because it it will count, it will, the clock will run up when you have the Switch in sleep mode. Oh. (laughs) That's so, so it's it's a very like take that with a grain of salt like i think i've maybe played about like 60 hours of that game but like it is very funny how like yeah i could be like yeah i've, I've played the cyber sleuth for over a thousand hours between two different copies <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, there's, so we got, do you want to do like three kids, four kids, like a main character and like two best friends, a main character and three best friends? I want it to be, there's like four to five total kids. Yeah. But you only have three, you only get to choose two of them to bring with you at a time. Yeah. Um... Is it is it a um is this a situation where you have you can you, I guess can you switch between characters mid combat or is it just something that like you can swap between at like save points? I would say at like save points. Okay, so this is Or this at is... any time when you're in the digital realm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is a Final Fantasy pre-10, is, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> only somewhat. Only in the parts that aren't in digital space. Mm-hmm. I think that gives you, like, a nice difference in, like, how that space would operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's the plot? What's the... Give me the basic premise. Um... I'm thinking, like, social outcast misfit kids who don't really belong. Um, maybe there is, like, some kind of secret that they're trying to uncover. Maybe. Um. Hmm. I'm. <laughs> I'm just like, what if it's just, like, a bunch of kids who just want to abolish, like, student loan debt? Like, they don't have it. They don't have any yet, but, like, they know of, like, older, like, siblings who are, like, complaining about how ex- expensive, like, college is. Mm-hmm. I like it. I feel like maybe it's a, a bit, you know, lofty. No, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm, uh, I'm throwing things out so we can at least shoot some stuff down and find what is, like, good in there. Um, I do like the idea of them trying to, like, do a thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like hacktivism in that, in that some a mixture of hacktivism and general being a a punk mm-hmm. type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um What is something that would radicalize a fifteen year old? Mm, being alive in twenty twenty. I mean yes. <laughs> like the president is trying to ban TikTok. I feel like that is very impactful for 15-year-olds. <laughs> but also just, like, being aware of, like, you know, like, racial inequality and, like, you know, money is shitty, especially if you don't have much. Oh, maybe that's like a, maybe there's a case of, like, gentrification going on then. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's always good to tell a story about teens working together to stop some greedy businessman who's trying to renovate over a spot or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, these kids have, like, lived in this, like, neighborhood their whole lives, and, you know, it's not much, but it's, like, their home. Mm-hmm. And it's, maybe it's, like, some, like, strip mall that they're trying to get rid of. Mm. And there's, like, an old tech shop in there that's run by, like, some 
like you know like the type of like not quite like friendly old man but adjacent to that archetype mm-hmm. yeah it's um, like the person who owns the the spot that they all hang out at mixed with like a uh, a, a wizened elder type thing it's like mm-hmm. one of, like the middle ground between jenai and like the guy who runs the the smoothie store at no not even that guy i'm talking it's um, the uh, the old man who gives uh bastian the storybook in never-ending story yeah i haven't watched that movie it's he's pretty much he he gives the kid like or i think he the kid steals the magic book or something like that but it's very much like a you know a mysterious odd bookstore where like anything could happen kind of a thing Mm -hmm. but like there's a tech one of those and like the main character kid is in there one day and finds some old machine and upon activating it it releases uh, main villain monster and main protagonist monster. Mm. Yeah, maybe it was like um, the gentrification. It was at like a standstill, like le- like legally. But since the like the evil like digital monster has gotten out, like the you know evil corporation has been able to mobilize faster and is like yeah it's 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 also like a small paper trail of like wait a minute i saw that document before it definitely didn't say this mm. something has happened here yeah yeah okay. i also think i think i think we've kind of like like i think this is definitely like inspired by like all these like monster games but i feel like we have like more or less completely removed ourselves from like <laughs> all of the different franchises that we've talked about like i don't think this is much of like a monster rancher game anymore <laughs> yeah the problem is i don't know fuck all about monster rancher yeah i just know about the the scanning discs and i love like that like element to it but i don't even think that like is really important in like the later games really or at least the handheld games i mean it sounds like we're just making another digimon game to be honest with you and you know what I am entirely okay with that because I do know a Digimon. You know from Digimon. I mm-hmm. barely know from Digimon. Also, is the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, like this. This could also just be like a new, like monster raising franchise that happens to loosely resemble Digimon Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> Or maybe this could just be Digimon Cyber Sleuth 3, and it just, like, it does not take place in Japan. I wanna slap an... I wanna slap an IP on it, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe this should just be Digimon Cyber Sleuth 3. That's too easy. Uh... Okay, so here's something interesting to think about... <laughs> So, when Tamagotchi came out, I don't think, I don't know if it was, like, intentionally, like, advertised to girls, but I think that is, like, the demographic it ended up going to, big air quotes around that. So, the idea was, like, Digimon was going to be Tamagotchi, but for boys. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then and then it was Digimon that got like the TV series and you know the the card game and the you know this that and the other. But before that, it was just a toy. It was just like a monster raising toy. Yeah. And, and part of my brain is like, what if we lived in the timeline where like Tamagotchi got that kind of like treatment? Did Tamagotchis evolve? Is that a thing yeah. Tamagotchis can do? Yeah they they have like they have like whole I evolution trees. I I'm. I, I had uh, the phone app when it kind of like came back at one point, and I have been around people who collect them. I do not collect them myself, but I am I, I know enough about Tamagotchi that they have like Digimon esque like evolution trees, depending on like how you raise them. I think I think the main thing is that I don't think like Tamagotchis really have like. Uh, they, I don't think they ever got, like, the character design step that Digimon did, where they went from, like, you know, these, like, 8-bit-ish, like, toy graphics into being, like, fully-fledged, like, character art. And then there from are there, some. like... I know there are for a fact that there are some that have well, character I, art. I, I, I think what I was building up to is it they have that, but I don't think they have, like, the full, like realized monster design that could be like something we could use for modeling or maybe 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 we could i don't know i guess i don't know as much about tamagotchi as i think i do i'm gonna send you a picture of all these tamagotchis i also like that they're cute is the thing Mm-hmm. okay here's an alternative what if this is a summer wars video game <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. the reason it's just digimon the movie but different i love summer wars Ugh. i should i should rewatch it it's such a good movie um but also i like the idea of having these little cute little friends that show up when you're in the internet <laughs> yeah like now that i'm looking at them I'm like i don't think i want like tamagotchi fighting each other Unless we just take the Ooblets route, in which uh, you start making a monster fighting game and you realize that the monsters are entirely too cute to fight each other, so you just do dance battles instead. But <laughs> No, I want them to commit murder with laser beams. I know. Me too. I just, I, I love the, the, the Ooblets journey of them be realizing that, like, they're like, actually... Our game is not going to be violent. We're just going to, like, happily dance with each other. And that's fine, too. Yeah, that's a valid way to do it. But also, mm. I want to fire a laser beam. <laughs> I crave violence. Yeah. What if What if this was an SMT spinoff? I don't what know if anything just... from SMT. What if these are just digital devils? You would have to explain that to me, too. Um, I mean, it's mostly that there are devils, but this time they're digital, you see. Like, I think there uh, is, I, I, I think there is, like, a subsect of Shin Megami Tensei games that are, like, that take place in digital space? SMT digital. Is that yeah. There's digital or whatever. Yeah, there's a digital devil saga, which is a PS2 game. 
What is that even about? Hmm. So the problem is if we switched over to something like Summer Wars, is that in Summer Wars they weren't little friends, they were just their avatars. Correct. I like... I kind of like the idea of it being Tamagotchi. Hmm. And, like, there's a lot of Tamagotchi crossovers. That's true. Tell me more about the Tamagotchi on. Can the Tamagotchi fire a weapon? Oh, there's an Eevee Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at the monitored uh, Tamagotchi characters now. Mm. Mm. I don't... The problem with the Tamagotchi virtual pet stuff is that it gets to a certain level with the uh, the evolution trees and I was like, but who's... How do... Um, nah. Yeah... Then yeah, also, I'm just, I think I'm so... like, I found one that's cute, and it's like, okay, so this is the adult form. So yeah, I'm like, okay, how do I go backwards from here? Right, right. I uh, also some of the like later stage ones are just like, <laughs> it's like Granny Tamagotchi and like Old Man Tamagotchi, and I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to make those fight. <laughs> Maybe they don't do the fight. Maybe they just power up their friends. Mm, they power maybe. up the humans, and the humans do the fight. Mm. And the human can fire a laser beam. I mean, now now we're moving back into Persona territory. Well, I guess technically the Personas do fight, but also... Yeah, like, the Personas are the things that fire the laser beams in Persona. Yeah, but you're also, like, doing, like, Capable melee attacks. Punch. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of one of those... Oh, so it's it's like Cyber Sleuth in that the monsters have, like, skills that are more or less permanent, but they'll always have, like, something that's unique to their species. So I think in this case, the monsters will teach, like, the human counterpart, like, a spell, right? Like, fire, cure, poison, whatever. But then, like, you'll always have, like, something that's, like, unique to either the monster or the person, or, like, a team attack between the two of you. That Tamagotchi like is definitely capable of destruction. Yeah, this is definitely, like, that's the one I was like, this is, like, the main character Tamagotchi, for sure. That's so cute. That is really good. Uh, for the folks at home, that is Kikichi. Hmm. Do the kids have, like, fun digital avatars i think it's like a code lyoko situation where they're mostly the same but slightly different yeah Wait, I fuck, was... we missed the chance to make a code lyoko game what the it's... hell how did i it's... let this happen <laughs> it's a code lyoko Mo... it's a code lyoko x tamagotchi monster raising game is it too late to just say it's code lyoko but they get monsters sometimes i think i think i'm willing to go with Code Lyoko if it is a new cast. Yeah. But like a, a similar framework. It's Code Lyoko the next generation. In America. 
debatable. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess it, it depends on how much something like Tim Hortons would want to pay us. That's true. To be that's in true. the video game. That's true. I guess we could do uh, a, a sleepy Canadian town as well. I just, I thought it was, I thought it was made in France, but maybe it was just. It, I'm pretty sure it's French Canadian. Okay, hold on. Let me Google Codelioco. I'm giving us. I'm giving us a, a time extension temporarily. Yeah, Codelioco. we. <laughs> We've. Uh... I was wrong. It is in fact just French. Okay. I mean, but also, like, this this is a story that could also take place in Canada. I will concede that, too. Okay, yeah, so it's, it is it is kind of like a like a Code Lyoko-ish kind of situation. But I th- I still like the, uh, like, the evil corporation and, like, gentrification message, too. Yeah, I do want them to have little, little partner datas mm-hmm. that can show up on, like, their phone in the real world or something. Yeah, absolutely. Or a digital vice or digital device yeah and like i like the idea of it the most of the monsters just being cute little sprites and mm-hmm. not like anjamon but with guns for arms <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of like it keeping like the monsters a little bit more like cutesy and it's like the the teens doing the fighting mm-hmm What uh? What weapons do the kids have? Um, one of them definitely has sword. Uh, um, I definitely want one to have spear. So here, here's the thing. I think that in digital space and in outside of digital space, they have different things. Because mm. when they're in the datascape, they can have data weapons. But data in the real world, they have to have like broomstick. Yeah, yeah, the the spear kid definitely just has like they're the um they're the hockey jock. Yeah. And the uh, sword... I think one of them's really into knitting, so they use knitting needles in the real world and in the in the space they have like dual swords. Yeah, dual swords, dual knives, kunai, something like that for sure. Yeah. Uh I think there they, is they just knit like themselves a ninja scarf. <laughs> Uh, the kid that has a boomerang is definitely like the laser gun kid, or not not a boomerang. Um, I'm thinking slingshot, the other ranged weapon that a young Link has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I don't know. I kind of want to go the uh, uh, what is her name, the the sniper lady from Xenoblade. Where, like, yeah, she's a healer, but also she has a fucking sniper rifle. Like, I like that kind of, like, yeah, the healer in the game just does not have, like, a magic rod. She She's too cool for that. Yeah, she just doesn't want to be in it. She wants to stay a bit further away, please. But also, like, also bucking the the archetype of, like, you know, oh, the healer girl has to have, like, a pretty staff. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Maybe, mm. let's see, he said, dual sword, long sword, spear, gun. What's like a nice, like, number five to round everything out? I don't want it to also be ranged. Maybe it's just like throwing stars. Mm. 
Yeah. Because you can make paper throwing stars pretty good. I used to do that shit all the time in high school. Yeah, no. Big save, big save. They just have, like, Tron discs in the digital space. Um, and then the that way, okay, the easy thing to hear, that we can do here is that the big bad uh, data that got let out is, uh, is it pronounced Xana? Xana? The thing, the XA. Yeah, yeah, I, God, what is it? Zan, I think Xana sounds right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it could be like, um, Xana got let out and like, is it just like the main character's Tamagotchi that also got let out? Or is it like all five of them? And maybe that's also like a, a beginning of like the, the plot is like finding the other kid. Or no, I guess if the kid, the five kids are always together, then like the five yeah. like companions will like just kind of make their way and like find who they need to find. I like the idea of it being just like the one is there and then everybody else wants to get in on helping. So you have to mm. put the data together to get new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still got the mo- monster raising element. Do we want to do like really quick names for the kids? We have 20 seconds. That's why I said really quick. <laughs> um, Derek. All right. Timothy with a B. Um, uh, like a, a name that starts with a Y. Isera. Stop. Stop my timer, please. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm out of names off the top of my head. Uh, I think one of the kids' name is just like Jet. And then, um, Kayla, but like K A Y L A. All right. Derek, Timothy, Isera, Jet, Kayla. We managed to do it. Oh, the name. Oh, I got it. I'm just bad at typing on my keyboard, so. Ah. You're good. <laughs> there you go. Project Xana. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Okay, time to write stuff. <laughs> Which one's the main character? Uh, Isera. Okay, I think I have it. Alright. I, okay. A greedy business CEO wants to demolish a local strip mall, but things are at a standstill legally until Isera finds a mysterious old computer in the tech thrift store. Turning it on releases Zena and a helpful sprite, all caps. Uh, Zena is wrangled by the CEO to help take over the strip mall, and it's up to Ysera and the friends 
to work with their digital pals to stop them. JRPG combat, both in and out of cyberspace, the teens have cyber forms like in Code Lyoko, uh, collect data of different file types on the net and fuse them to create new sprites. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that means it's time for plugs. Uh, I'm going to start with the, the show first this time. Mm-hmm. You can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast, and you can email us all sorts of different things over at RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash. I am on Twitter and Twitch at CrashingWaves14. Follow me there. What about you, Cassidy? Where are you on the internet? I'm on the internet at Mandelbotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I am also on other podcasts, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which can be found over at, at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. It's also Precure, Podcast Engage, which can be found at Prepod Engage on Twitter. And it is a podcast about the entire Precure franchise, including and also Ben 10. <laughs> um, I'm also on Apex City at Apex City Cast. The Mascash will play podcast. I'm part of the Silver Age part of the Hindsight 2020 campaign, which is ending up ending soon this month. The Silver Age part is that is anyways. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'm running. I slowed down for a moment and now I can't speak anymore. Mm. Uh, I think that's it. I think I've said enough. Which means it's time to roll dice. Mm-hmm. So let me close all of these tabs so I can get a tab to do number generation. Okay, starting with data six. That is a five, which is a bonus challenge plus reroll. And we are adding a topic for right. the bonus challenge. This topic is fashion. All right, time for the reroll. We get another topic. And that would be sci fi and fashion. Okay. Hmm. Okay. This will be fun to consider. Yeah. Uh, but until then, good luck and have fun. Pressing the red button would be extremely progress.